0: Welcome to ThoughtSpeak, a podcast dedicated to the discussion of K Applegate's 1996 book series Animorphs. My name is Coleman.
1: And my name's Mitchell. What's going on, folks? Uh, we are back in action and ready for another ThoughtSpeak. And uh, this time, we are bringing you Book 39, The Hidden. Is it a hidden gem in the canon of the series? We will find out as we review and dive into this treat tonight. Huh? I'll tell you this,
0: we're not going to get that far in with our th- actual thoughts on the book being that hidden. It's it's going to come out.
1: Is that so? Well, uh, yeah, that may be the case for both of us. I don't know. Um, one thing I can say is that this is a book that I never read um, in the continuity of, of the series when I was originally reading the book. H- had you read this one before?
0: no i always was so confused hearing uh, the fan base talk about the buff a human i had, i always thought i always thought that when they were referring to the buffa a human they were talking about a book after this that is when rachel gets superpowers by Krayak, the return of david and i thought they were calling her all buff and <clears throat> muscly the Buffa a human
1: oh that's i didn't know
0: they were talking about this
1: that's a little weird. Um, no, I'd, I'd also heard of a buffalo human, and uh, I never really delved into what that meant. Um, I just remember that I, I picked it up and read the back of it, you know, when I was looking at it in the, the bookstores. And just from memory, I, I knew that Cassie Bucks tended to not be very important to the overall continuity of the series. And then I saw the, the mention the Helmicron ship, and having known that I skipped the the previous the, the introduction of the Helmicrons... I was like, ah, well, I guess I'll skip this one, too.
0: (laughs) Well, see, that was confusing to me, because I thought this was the other Helmicron book. But it just, we've only read one book with the Helmicrons. Is that right?
1: Yes. Okay. But they've used their technology and referenced them several times. But as far as I know,
0: there's at least two Helmicron books. Because there's another Helmicron book where the... Yeah, there's uh, one more
1: we have to get to still.
0: Wow, I can't believe there's so many books that I know exist that are in these last 10. (laughs) I can't believe they're all fitting into these 10 because I thought more was going on. Because the last, because 52 to 47 or something is the actual end of the series. So we only have like six books to get through all these ones that I remember, but, you know, had never read. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's there's still a few that I also haven't read, and it's it's going to be a wild ride counting down here. So uh... I'll,
0: I'll tell you real quick. I, I'll tell you this. The one I'm looking forward to the most, other than the ones I remember really well, like The Return of David and The Familiar, which I think is Jake going into the future. Um, the one I'm looking forward to the most, which I never read, even though I read the end of the series, I never read the one where Cassie betrays the Animorphs and gives up the Morphing Cube.
1: Oh, wow. I, deep, I, I had never deep read major book. spoilers.
0: Jeez. Oh, yeah.
1: We need spoiler tags up in this podcast somehow. <laughs> no.
0: Most of the people listening to this have already read the end of the series.
1: That's probably. Yeah, that's probably very true. But still. Uh, but
0: I never read that book. And it's like I, re- I went through the whole time rereading the end of the series over and over and not knowing that book, which was infuriating to me because I could never find it.
1: Oh, well, good news for you, Coleman, and good news for you, listeners, because you're going to read that book, my friend, and you're going to tell everybody about it, because we're going to continue this for a long time, and I'd like to point out that that's made possible by our lovely supporters over on Patreon. Boy, we love these people. Amazing
0: segue. Amazing segue.
1: I know. I've been trying to work it in for the last couple of minutes, but you keep cutting me off, and uh, here it is. (laughs) Um, these people we got to thank because, jeez, we love them. Uh, this is Ben Freeman, Noah Troutman, uh, Mr. Jeremy. Thank y'all. Jennifer Baker, James Miola, uh, Kendra, uh, Kevin Kosklowski, uh Graith, a Tony Pazak, a Spencer, David C., Kelly Brown. Thank you all very so much. Daniel Martinoli, Nita Labrada, Gaffaro, uh, Michael Tim Timahine, Soren Joyce, Stephen... Steve Adams, give it up, folks, people. Thank all these people, because uh, this, this patreon is the lifeblood that's keeping this thing going. And uh, you
0: sound like you're announcing the like NBA Finals lineup uh, for starters in the game. Like I- <laughs> I'm just I'm just
1: trying to keep it interesting and I'm trying to keep it flowing and moving, because we got to thank these people because we love them. And we want y'all to join our lovely army. It's growing every day, folks. We just got our, our most recent, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say the dollar amount. Or maybe I should. I don't know. They did a good thing here uh, with their $100 pledge. Uh, that's, that's one of our highest tiers, if not our highest. I'm not sure. The Patreon. Uh, uh, it's, just join it, and you'll see.
0: And this is not, this, <laughs> we're not we don't tell things like that to brag. But you know, people don't understand, like, doing this podcast this super niche podcast about the Animorphs book series—it costs us money. Like, it's it gets expensive to you know run our website and have it to the level of professionalism that we want, and to host our servers and you know do all that. Like that—that that costs a decent amount of chunk of change when it all adds up. So, uh, we we super appreciate our Patreon subscribers. They—I don't want to say they're better than other people, but they kind of are
1: totally and you know what we've spent a little too much time talking about them to be frank with you (laughs) because well i
0: do want to real quick i do want to thank someone who has not as far as i know has not given us any money this is rare for us but i want to thank someone real quick uh josh blount uh he's someone who sends us um fairly regular facebook messages and emails uh and, and it's it's different than any other fan that we have in the sense that he's you know we have these spans of time where we don't record. We have life events, especially this year, specifically. Uh, I've had some major life events that have been derailing the podcast completely. But, Josh Blount, he'll email something like, hey, hope all is well. Just letting you know I'm checking in weekly to see if the new episode's up yet. Hope everything is going great for you and your families. Looking forward to you two grinding through the rest of these books. Thanks for all the work I'm t- up until now. Like, what a nice email. Like, <laughs> That that makes me want to sit down and record, and I appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of good conversations with uh, uh, Facebook uh, fans, and um, uh, even on the Patreon, you know, I talk to people on there. Um, it, it's it's a good community. It's a good time. Come join us. Come join our army. Uh, and one thing you will not be, folks, is hidden. Huh? <laughs> not <don't want> think <laughs> way, huh? Huh? Uh,
0: less less good.
1: So this is book 39, dude. We've read over 39 of these effers. And, uh, oh, yeah. And it, it, I can safely say, before we read the back of the book, uh, wait, you want to talk about the front, or should I read the back?
0: Yeah, I want to I talk about the front. Uh, but first off, we, this is book 39, but we have over 55 episodes. So we've read quite a few books and gotten into other random topics that, you know, this is, this is a lot at this point. You know, it's getting up there.
1: Oh but. sure, and we're not even you know half of the way done, really.
0: <laughs> I mean, we are. We're more than halfway done. No, I,
1: I know that, but in terms of like thought speak episodes, because we could still put out episodes after the series ends.
0: Yeah, in, ter- in terms of thought speak, tell one of us you know goes into cardiac arrest, we're gonna keep trudging along. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, I do want to talk about the cover of this book. Um Weird color scheme. I mean, it's not not bad, but strange. It's like a a pink and purple, and then some blue.
1: Some uh, it just kind of looks like a standard uh, blue sky. I mean, that's what oh, probably makes purple. it unremarkable. Actually, it's purple.
0: The purple makes it not look like blue sky.
1: Is that purple? That's no. Yeah. Oh, I'm just in kind of very dim light, and to me, it looks white, like white clouds. I thought it was there's I, white I clouds was,
0: too. Maybe we have different books, but mine is purple. Purple. Like there's white clouds and then like hardcore purple.
1: Oh, um. I don't know. There's like a
0: little you need bit a of purple. Shine a light. No, There's a lot of purple. <laughs> you're, you're in complete darkness right now, I assume.
1: <laughs> it's uh, not. I, got, I have a desk lamp. It's, turn it on. <laughs> it is on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You,
0: something's wrong with your eyes. I'm just letting you know. There's a lot of purple in this. Um, so we go back to, we, I think we praised, uh, on the last episode, the catchy line at the top and that it actually had relevance to the book. <laughs> Fortunately, we go the opposite direction with this one.
1: With a and we're cheesy pun.
0: Sh- Shakespeare, I guess. <laughs> to morph or not to morph, that is the question.
1: Why? Uh, absolutely. And I mean, f- I'll give it to him that it's a relevant question.
0: If I was a new reader, I'd say to read your book or to not read your book. That's the question. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the answer is an obvious no. Uh, <laughs> spe- especially yes. since I've watched Animorphs on TV. And I know that I don't want to get into it this way.
0: <laughs> you also have um, basically like Linda Hamilton-esque sassy Cassie here on the front <laughs> of the fist. Uh, she's ready to kick butt and turn into a yak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hey, a cape buffalo mother.
0: <laughs> it looks like a yak.
1: Sure, uh, you can't. They
0: were clever with her hair. It almost looks like her hair is not turning into horns, but just a different hairstyle.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little she, bit. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's it's just a, it's a cover, it's a cover to a book.
1: I'd see, I, you know, this is not one that a grown man should carry around in public. Again, that's mm. a lot of these book covers are, I'm going to flag them with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, inside cover, I mean, somewhat accurate. It's kind of there a should, scene
1: from the book, sort of. Yeah, Were there they two Were two buffaloes they? in there. Well, I guess the controllers that were uh, following them would have been uh, uh, in police uniform, um, yeah, you're right. There should be two of them. And, uh, yeah. if the first one was already out, then the, the controllers would have scattered by then. So these guys I actually be have a f-
0: feeling that all of these, uh, humans in this are the same person, just photoshopped.
1: <laughs> it is very true. Yeah. You, you don't get to see any of their faces in any great detail. Uh, it's kind of cool to see the blue morphing cube. There, yeah,
0: we don't see that very often in uh, these covers and inside covers.
1: No, they, it, they should really include more freaking Easter eggs like that, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, all of this stuff it was done if it was done like now, and there was ever put into. it, There's so many cool things you could do with these covers and inside covers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why the uh, reprints didn't do so well. or a little disappointing. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I've brought it up before. Maybe even this in the same way. But you think of how. In, like, manga, where they get, like, a, um, they're, like, rewarded for, like, high sales by being able to do, like, a color splash page of these characters you know and love. Like, Animorphs really has the ability in these opening things to do, like, really cool illustrations. And we've gotten that with, like, the hork Chronicles, you know, that has really cool sci-fi illustrations on the cover of it. And I, I, man, they really missed the mark with these individual books.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they wisened up and started to kind of try and do scenes from the books, but it's like, because they went with this weird computer rendering sort of look, it it just, it comes off as kind of awkward. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, we're talking about buffaloes, uh, and Cassie, because as you can tell, this is a Cassie book about her morphing buffaloes. Um, and here's the description. Uh, the Yerks have discovered and repaired a damaged Helmelkron ship. They know of its morph-seeking capabilities, and they plan to use the ship to capture the Andalite bandits. And to find Elfangor's blue cube, the one that gave the kids the ability to morph. Cassie, the other Animorphs, and Axe are in a pretty bad situation because they can't leave the cube in one place, they can't morph without being discovered, and they have to keep moving. It looks like this may be a battle the Visitor can't lose. Quadlipse's,
0: Wow. I want to throw something out there. Um, Obviously, I don't want to get into my review early or anything, but um, I read this book half yesterday and then half when I got home from work today around six thirty seven 7pm and we're recording this at uh, like 10.30pm um, I couldn't tell you the plot of this book for the most part. I could tell you the maybe a really broad, basic plot, but I, I read this within the last 24 hours and I don't remember anything <laughs> from it.
1: Oh, well, here. Allow me to summarize it in two sentences. Um, it's a chase movie basically the entire book is one long drawn out chase scene mm-hmm. uh with a little bit of moral grayness uh concerning animals sentience and and you know human but
0: but like weirdly done like weirdly like the whole buffa buffa human conversation you know i've only been uh purview to that in internet circles and people talking about the buff human once i finally figured out what it was um But in the book itself, it's it's approached so weirdly and and like um, mutedly like they're they're They discuss it, but they don't have the deep uh, moral conversations that they really struggled with in so many other books. It's just kind of like, man, we probably
1: shouldn't kill the buffalo (laughs) or maybe we should. No, they're they're flat out telling her to do it the whole time. Oh yeah, no. The much. rest of
0: them are, are bloodthirsty, but Cassie's like, I mean, I guess we have to. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. I'd rather not.
1: It's it's a very precarious situation to be in, and I'm actually really glad that I read this one, so I understand the full context of it now. And uh, actually, I think uh, we'll have some interesting chats on it. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Um. So I mean, this it started out strong. I'll give you that. Like Cassie's chilling at the barn, you know, doing her thing. Um and all of a sudden Eric's there and he's like, "Cassie, you have a mission. <laughs> take this, take this item and go. You know, run, run." <laughs> Basically, um, it's off to a pretty strong start with with Eric appearing as he's off to do, and uh, being like, "Yo, <laughs> the Yurks are back with the the Helmacron technology." That by the way, that happening like off panel and just being thrown in the thing is like. A very obvious just kickstart to this plot idea.
0: Yeah, we never even, it's it's funny that that's the main push to it. We never see, like, even a little scene like we normally get of, like, Visor 3 and some taxons, like, fooling around with this tiny technology or, like, messing with the ship or something. You know, like that scene we would i think we would normally get
1: they don't like the, it's book. if they started at an infiltration mission and they were like scoping out like oh what are what's Visor three up to this time oh why does he have the helmicron ship what's is he gonna try oh, no. and shrink us again or something you know like something yeah like and, that.
0: Then, and then they like they turn the helmicron ship on and it detects the animorphs and then they have to get out of there real quick and that's like the whole first part of the book
1: yeah um, it was definitely very strange to the fact that the Technology was then tethered to a helicopter, I guess. that.
0: <laughs> hey, but we do get a fun scene of one of Cassie's parents coming into the barn when Eric's in there. Oh, no. Oh, wait. He turned into a hologram at the right time. We're good.
1: Yeah, well, of course. I mean, I, you, you, you gotta, he's, he's overpowered with his uh, uh, hologram abilities. God,
0: God forbid Cassie's parents walk in on her talking to a boy in the barn. When she's having usually, you know, tons of people over there hanging out in the barn all the time.
1: I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know how much uh, the parents really know they're out there, though. You know, because it seems like they're both pretty frequently gone. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. Like, the <laughs> are you just the, that Cassie has a lax home life? Like well, her, well, her yeah. parents
0: are absent parents. They
1: assume she is like twenty-four-seven caring for those animals. Like, that's all she does. If her friends come over, they're helping helping her shovel shit. (laughs) Um, But I I thought the whole concept was cool of like, okay, so for some generic plot reason, the the Yerks can track you now, and you've got to keep moving Um, because you have this this MacGuffin item, the box. Well, the the
0: problem with this, though, the concept, I'll agree with you, is cool, but the problem is we've already seen this concept. Like much better done in the first Megamorphs book with the with the dust cloud that followed them every time they morphed. Yeah, like, yeah. That was exciting because it wasn't just morph energy, it was every time they morphed, but they had to morph to get out of these situations, and it became like really suspenseful and like thrilling in Megamorphs one. In this it's like, oh no, this helicopter's in your vicinity. Yeah so right.
1: No, there's people up there directing all the controllers that are down on the ground. I thought at the very least um, they do a somewhat decent job of like keeping the pacing moving. There are pl- uh, points where it drags a little bit where they're out in the fucking woods. Um, but uh, Cassie, you know, tags along with her mom to go to the gardens because uh, she thinks that's a good idea to go like somewhere public um, with Yerks chasing them. Uh, but pretty quickly into the story, you know, she gets trapped at the gardens and then uh forces uh, or finds her way into the back of a truck, which I guess she just somehow didn't, you know, notice the giant uh Cape buffalo sitting inside. I guess it was one of those trailers that was uh airtight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's there's some weird things like that, but um I don't want to derail us from the story. I know I know you, you would like to continue on with the plot of the book, uh, which you always are trying to do. But I want to throw one thing out there that this book actually suggests that would have made this book way more interesting. Um, at some point, the the book talks about how Visitor 3 finding out they have the morphing cube. And there's a couple points in this book where controllers see them with the morphing cube while they're chasing them, right? So...
1: do Yeah, I guess they would have...
0: Yeah, and and Cassie even says at some point like, "Wow, we're really lucky that Visor Three isn't coming at us with all he has to, you know, right now." I don't even know why like they threw it out in the book, but that would have been an incredible book if it was like a normal Animorphs book, and they were just trying to get away until like one controller sees them with the morphing cube, and he tells like his sub Visor, and then that sub Visor tells Visor Three, and then Visor Three like loses his effing mind and like throws his whole army at them. Like, just to get that morphing cube, like, almost breaks the uh, the secrecy of the Yurk invasion in this one moment just to come after them with the morphing cube. That, that would have been crazy. Like, they could well, have gone insane with this book.
1: Now, call me crazy, but what you just described is a very loose interpretation of basically what happens in this book. I mean, he figures no, out that they, they have the cube... And he sends all, all the, <laughs> the controllers out.: No,
0: there. he's got, <laughs> there's some Horkmajus <laughs> running around in the woods. And some, like, people in Jeeps and stuff. Yeah,
1: and they're, they're constantly fighting uh, Horkmajus and Texans in this. I'm talking
0: like, holy crap, we know where the Animorphs are. They have the morphing Cube with them, and we have them on the run. I want every bug fighter in orbit to come down on this area right now. I want every controller to leave their job, to leave what they're doing, their family, whatever they're doing right now, and head into these mountains. Like, that would have been crazy.
1: Uh, Yeah, if they wanted to do, like, a big... End of the series event, I guess. But no, dude. I think
0: it, it could have <laughs> we'll, been right We'll discuss
1: that. the shortcomings of, of what they did here. Trust, <laughs> okay, trust me.
0: continue on. I think they could have done it tastefully.
1: Oh, well, okay. Uh, there's something that, that is just like super funny to me as I was reading this thing, and I, I really wanted to bring it up and talk about it, and I hope it becomes a running joke between us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it will if you preface it. Well, that's what I've been thinking the entire time I read this thing, so... <laughs> I I, there's no way I can't (laughs) but I got it because it's a scene in the book um, it's
0: like bringing somebody you know to a party because you want them to meet your other friend and you really want them to be friends and it's never going to happen because you set it up weirdly
1: yes let's try and do that too sometime I got this guy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so yeah like I said they're running around the gardens and you know Cassie lets this Cape Buffalo out and it's causing all this chaos um, she also acquires it, by the way, and it, <laughs> it, it gets the morphing power from the cube, um, which is kind of a cool concept that we'll probably dive into a little bit too. Um, but, uh, there's a point where it's rampaging, uh, around and then, um, just kind of out of nowhere, it struck me, uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just read you two short little things here. Okay. Okay. I turned and saw the Cape Buffalo I'd acquired pounding out of the truck, charging people with its horns and growing more agitated when it missed them. Then it whirled and stampeded straight for Chapman. <laughs> um, up to this point in the in the story and in the, this chapter, there was no mention of, of Chapman at all. and it's like mm-hmm. when I was reading this, it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, fuck, Chapman was there? Oh, okay. And, Suddenly and, Chapman. Uh, yeah, and then immediately I was like, oh, my God, they could do this in, like, every book if, if <laughs> if like, they were on some mission somewhere, like, on an alien planet or whatever, and, you know, some alien shot a projectile at them, and it, they deflected it back, and then Suddenly it, it headed straight for Chapman. Like <laughs> it's just out of no, you is. know how
0: knowing the writing style of these books, you know how they would do it? They would be like in Antarctica or something on a mission and they'd be like Oh, we're surrounded by controllers. This is a really tough situation. I don't know how we're going to get out of it. And it's made even more awkward by the fact that our assistant principal is here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, really. That's the joke is that, yeah, suddenly Chapman. <laughs> and then it headed straight for Chapman. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, you're right. That's a good joke.
1: <laughs> classic good thing. I, and yeah, um, it just was like out of nowhere, but it's it becomes hey, relevant get- to the story.
0: Listeners, listeners, if you really appreciate everything we do here, we need you to get the hashtag, hashtag suddenly Chapman trending.
1: I like, I like headed straight for Chapman because that's, that's literally what it said. Straight for Chapman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, real quick, so we, I think we do need to s- stop the episode for a second and not really. Don't stop your recording. Um, <laughs> but we need, we need to pause for a moment talking about the story okay. and, and address the fact that have we, have we ever seen anything in the books? Cause this is what fans fight about with this book. Have we ever seen anything in the books to say that animals can't acquire the morphing power?
1: No, there's never been. That's the thing is there, there's never been an established, um, like biology that the cube works for. We know that it works for analytes. We know that it works for humans. Um, have we seen anything else morph uh, besides this animal? No, right? I think the other only... than other than other alien species that already had the ability,
0: right? Yeah, I think the only issues I have with this, because I think the concept in this book is interesting and, and is cool in a couple ways. But the only two issues I have with it happening in this book that kind of falls apart is that everything we know about morphine, you really need to focus on what you're doing. So you need to be thinking, like you need to be able to form thoughts, like sentient thoughts about what you're doing when morphing, because you need to picture, you need to have, uh, you know, you yourself need to know that you're trying to do this specific thing while picturing this thing and making it happen. That's like, like how you morph. And then also you need to be able to, again focus and know what you're doing when you acquire something so it's not just morphine, but also to acquire something you have to focus on it focus on what it is what you're trying to do that you're acquiring the dna like that's how you acquire dna and we don't see either of those two things from the buffalo here as well as the after effects that we know of morphine which are you know like putting a calming effect on whatever you're acquiring and and things like that
1: i'll i'll give you that it would have been more interesting if they'd have probably chosen a slightly more intelligent animal how about that
0: yeah i could see like that.
1: an elephant or you know even a pig pig would have been great
0: it could, they could do they could redo this book with a ton of animals either way i'd, I'd love to see them all explode at the end so
1: <laughs> good times oh man so okay <laughs> I even oh, this is I, I dog-eared uh, uh, that page and the next page because I, there was another thing. Okay, at this point in the story when I was reading it, I didn't know Chapman was relevant, so I just found every reference to him extremely random. Because <laughs> on the next page, on the next page, it says uh, Chapman down and out, <laughs> <laughs> and, and again I was like, oh my god, those are, those are straight for Chapman, and then Chapman down and out. <laughs>
0: that could be like a spinoff like tv series chapman down and out
1: (laughs) because he's always getting his ass kicked yeah well
0: no it'd be about it'd be about chapman like divorcing his wife and like only seeing his daughter on the weekends and like him trying to pick himself back up it'd be like a cheesy sitcom
1: oh there you go but he's still you're trying to take over the world
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's the that's the hook
1: uh that'd be cool um Call me NBC. So, like I said, this book is like a whole chase scene, just like spread out, and they take breaks. Um, because <laughs> they, they, Cassie manages to stampede her way out of this situation, and, and, uh, this is the, the weird part where, you know, she discovers the buffalo, um, and, and is like, what the hell? Um, and, and Tobias is also there. He comes in because he's been doing air, air surveillance this whole time. And uh, he's also the original witness to it. So he's going to go tell the team, you know, before Cassie gets a chance to, yeah, and to this, really break it this, to him.
0: This first encounter, I think, actually works. It actually sells you on the fact that uh, this non-sentient creature, like having the morphine ability and not knowing what's going on as it changes horrifyingly into a human like this scene, I think works and actually sets up the concept really well that this is a horrible thing that's happened to this Buffalo who didn't choose to have it happen to it. You know, like sure. Yeah, this is, this is messed up and it's, it's horrifying. If this were a scene in the movie, this would be like the fly. This would be some David Lynch stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It's this concept that really made, uh, me interested, but it also made me wonder Like, of all the cool crap they could do if they ever de- decided to revisit the idea of uh, forcing things, uh, animals or people to morph into other things. Like, If they had done some kind of concept with that, uh, that would have been really potentially if they had, dark. If,
0: if the Yerks had not like acquired the morphine technology, but had found a way to weaponize it, so that they could like, like people running away from them, like they could shoot it with a ray that forced them to start morphing, and they like fell because their bones are breaking and changing as top. Oh man, that'd be crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, really, really straddling the line between like uh, some kind of transformation fetish and <laughs> some messed up <laughs> shit. Uh, That's the Animorphs I know and love. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Our fan base. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this, this is the situation that, you know, the, the book immediately sets up and the, it takes off with as, uh, Cassie and the rest of the team get together and, you know, everyone immediately is like, holy crap, this is like one of the worst things we've done. This, <laughs> this thing <laughs> should not exist. And Axe is like, you know, if, uh, if that Buffalo gets into the hands of, uh, the Yerks, well... He saw you morph, and they could potentially, you know, figure us out that way. There's a lot of ways this thing could go wrong, really. They they should be v- way more concerned with it than they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it really is one of the moments, like you said, like, this is one of the worst things we've ever done. And they don't they don't address that more than than just saying that, and then they're just gung-ho to kill it.
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like they... <laughs> Do you think – here's the thing. Do you think that they genuinely believe, like, this was an accident? They know Cassie was involved, but do they believe it was an accident? Or do they believe, like, oh, of course, typical Cassie – F-ing up again. Made a mistake, and now I'm going some- and
0: giving more. <laughs> oh, Cassie's giving morphin power to to animals again. Well, I
1: mean, do you, no, think, I, do you think they blame her for this, or do you think no? They're, they're I think a little bit more is- sympathetic, but they want her to take care of it. It's very clear the whole time. They're like, "Look, this is on you. Like, yeah, y- you clearly caused this, so you have to deal." I don't with think it.
0: they. I don't think they blame her though. I think this is so random and so uh, inconvenient for them
1: and disturbing. That-
0: yeah, that it's it's not like oh there's no way like we know Cassie she wouldn't have done this on purpose like we don't even blame her for this, this is just this is just a bad luck situation that we have to take care of now so <laughs> I, I don't think they blame her and I will say this um, we've ragged on Cassie a lot in the past I don't think she's particularly bad written in this book I think she's written fairly straightforward and, and non annoyingly yeah. for a book that could have been really annoying for her um, I think this is fine. <laughs> Just throwing that out there.
1: You're like that uh, uh, meme of that little cartoon dog sitting in the room on fire. This is fine. Except <laughs> your is room fine. is, like, full of Cassies and buffaloes. <laughs> this is fine. Buffy humans.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is okay. This is my <laughs> ideal Animorphs.
1: <laughs> exactly. So the, the thing that is kind of dumb about this plot, though, is that it all amounts to their idea of, like, okay, we have to run from the irks long enough to get to the water, because we're going to use the old drop a whale on our problem solution and just be done with this. Um,
0: yeah, their solution for everything is morphed to dolphin. Doesn't matter where they are, what they're doing, morphed to dolphin.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and, you know, Cassie, of course, is like, well, I'll go some, I'll be the anvil, and I'll fall. Um I, you know, this is when they they their little powwow gets broken up by a little action. Some uh, controllers arrive on the scene, and Texans and Horkmender are there, and they're fighting. And things are actually looking kind of bad, as they tend to do. And this is when the Buffalo comes in and, like, you know, rampages around and and really sort of saves them.
0: Yeah, this is the first big fight where it saves them. But after this. You can kind of summarize the action in the sense that it's like, oh, no, we're stuck in a situation we can't get out of. And then the buffalo comes and helps them. Oh, no, we we lost the buffalo. Buffalo comes and saves them.
1: <laughs> That's true. He was a very useful buffalo, by the way. Um, mm. uh, oh, my God. We're, okay. mm. we're going to talk about this. Uh, they... <laughs> Yeah, and you know, this is when they they all see it more for the first time and it's like really messed up and they get a true sense of how disturbing it is. Um, and you know, this is when uh, there's a great little scene where Cassie sets the box down because uh, they're in a big fight and she's a wolf currently and she sets the box down to do some attacking and then quickly goes back to it and you know, nothing bad happens, but Jake scolds her. I
0: loved this this was like the most realistic thing in the book. The fact that she sets down the most powerful thing in their quadrant of the galaxy right now and like goes to help the fight. And the Jake realizes and then yells at her, even though he's like in love with her at this point, uh, he can't help but yell at her for this incredibly dumb mistake, which is you can relate to it. Like, yeah, I mean, I want to help my friends. So they didn't die. But no, there's there's more important things than that. Like not letting the Yorks get this morphic cube. You can't just hide it in a bush. Uh, I I liked that. That was really good.
1: Sure. I mean, her. yeah, she should have totally let her team members be eviscerated. Yeah, because <laughs> she didn't help. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a dumb little scene where they have to, because it's it's this night or this chase has lasted so long. It's now nighttime. Um, but they have to cross a road, and there's all these controllers there, and they're like, we're going to throw the cube across. And they, uh, they, they more flies to cross the road, and Marco stays behind to throw the cube. And it's like all going, you know, kind of according to plan, which is weird. Um, and this is when the buffalo shows up again. And then the yurks, you know, freak out thinking it's an end of light bandit. And uh Visitor three shows up like almost immediately on the spot. <laughs> you know, and starts to interrogate the buffalo as he does. Um and and you know, this is what was kinda cool, I thought, uh, at least for a minute here, the the Buffalo somehow manages to acquire visitor three. I guess cause he's like jabbing him. I think he's jabbing him in the wound because they wounded him.
0: Yeah. And um Yeah, this is weird. So he 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 acquires visor three and then is able to morph into him without, like, anyone noticing... Well, it says the controllers are watching, but Visitor 3 isn't paying attention. I guess the vis- the controllers are, like, too scared to figure it out, like, to-, to attack or do anything, or even mention it to Visitor 3 while he's turned away, looking at something else. And then when he turns back around, it's like all of the controllers became, like, the dumbest people who've ever existed, because now they can't tell which one's the real Visitor 3.
1: Well, no, you gotta re- think about it this way. I don't think the other... Uh, controllers that were there could tell that it was a a copy of uh, visor 3 remember they think this is an analyte bandit they thought it was demorphing
0: no it says specifically in the book that the controllers don't fire on it because they because they are scared to get scolded by visor 3 in case it's him like they're they literally think it's visor 3
1: I, I no, I think they just meant that they. Well, first of all, they uh, the animorphs at some point discussed that they can't. Uh, the Irks won't kill the buffalo because they think it's an Andalite bandit. They'll they'll have to capture it alive and bring it in because they don't want to kill a viable Andalite host body. Um, so the situation is that already that they're they're just gonna um, capture it alive.
0: I I there's more to it. But keep going.
1: I, that was it i don't know we were we were talking about well, how it's like a, a, a copy of visor 3 oh sure yeah keep on the story um um yeah where the f- um oh oh right yeah so the buffalo uh, as visor 3 um you know managed to help out again and the the team runs off and some of the guys uh, go ahead and cassie volunteers to stay behind as usual Um, a lot of like, you know, repeat actions in this book, I feel like, um, and and, you know, Buffalo comes back and they manage to demorph and, um, get back to their their original forms. And Cassie Cassie goes Buffalo again, um, just in time for, uh, uh, the visitor and, and their, uh, army to come back. Browsing through my notes furiously.
0: Well, I'm browsing through the books. I think I just found. I just proved you wrong. Here we go. Here we go. You ready for this? You ready? You ready for me to bring the book against you as a weapon?
1: No, I. Okay, go.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read a little excerpt real quick. Uh, Get him, visitor Three commanded, pointing imperiously at the buffalo and Andalite morph. The buffalo pointed back, mimicking the beard hor- Uh, Horkbajir controllers hesitated, torn between the two. Now, I just read before this too, these Horkbajir controllers have been watching the whole time. All (laughs) Visor Three did was turn away to scold some other Horkbajers and then turn back. That's all that's happened. All the other ones are forming a circle and have been watching the Buffalo morph into visor three and then, you know, do all the stuff. So okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay, yeah. I I Ah, get you. ah, The Horkbajer controllers hesitated, torn between the two. Vizzer 3's andalite tail came up. The buffalo andalites did too. flap Visor 3's tail lopped off one of the buffalo's andalite's arms. The Hork-Bajir and Hubing controllers milled in helpless confusion, not daring to attack the wrong visor. They don't know which one is which at this point.
1: <laughs> okay, you know what that sounds like? A little piece of really bad segue writing just to move the... Thing along well,
0: no. I, I honestly think they were trying to do like the classic comedy trope of like when someone clones somebody else or turns into a copy <laughs> of them.
1: I <laughs> can't it's tell like, which one was which.
0: Yeah, you got the gun pointed at one. You're going between them. Except at this point, the people who are trying to decide this have been watching the whole time. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. So it really doesn't work in any scope of that uh, cliche. Um, yeah, it's an awkward piece for sure. Um, there's a, a gruesome scene, however, uh, 3 gets another cool morph that doesn't get named. It's like this weird tentacle shooting acid thing. You know, that's very generic. (laughs) That's very generic. It's
0: the the Bakluva. You know, that's, that's all they name them. Bakluva? They they just put a, (laughs) no, they, they name them like, uh, like two letters and then an apostrophe and then Lek or like L-E-K. Like that's how they always name them.
1: Uh, I think mars. it would be something quick and snappy like uh, the Vork. The Vork. <laughs> I don't know. It's tentacly. It's acidy, and uh, it it frightens the pee they, out of Cassie they, to the point where she jumps off a cliff.
0: <laughs> they overuse tentacles with his Morse too. Like he always has tentacles. Whatever he's got,
1: a, he's got a fetish, dude. It's it's all <laughs> it's all cats and tentacles up in his bedroom. You got to see it. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: He's got the entire York Empire scientist working on uh, cats with tentacles.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, like exactly. He's, he's making cats with like cats that have the standard four appendages, but also tentacles coming out of their like shoulders. <laughs> he's got cats that have, you know, their four appendages replaced by tentacles. He's got guys, <laughs>
0: he's I don't got- want to overhype this but this is the best thing we've ever worked on. <laughs> Keep doing it. You guys are doing a great job. I don't say this to my troops very often, but you guys are the head of the York Empire. Just throwing it out there. Visitor
1: 3's cat experiments.
0: Cat tentacle experiments. Oh, um, that's Somebody's yeah. been reading my fan fiction.
1: Oh, boy. That's that's a hard segue. That's like falling off a cliff. Um. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I don't know, it's it's kind of gruesome, uh, like, the descriptions, you know, of all the bones breaking and whatnots, but, um, I, I, and Cassie pulls a classic, uh, you know, morph to good health, you know, before death sets in, and the buffalo yeah, and somehow is able to copy her.
0: Well, yeah, the buffalo's, like, not as hurt as her for some reason. They say it's a short cliff, they don't say it's, like, a big one, but still, like, she's, like, really messed up, and the buffalo's, like, eh.
1: no he was still in pain um i think it was implied that it would have died um if left after a couple hours um i don't know if the the yerks would have you know taken it and resuscitated her it still would have been bad either way (laughs) um so really i think cassie did the right thing in kind of like showing it how to morph you know to heal yourself um though i thought that wasn't the way it worked like if because that's his original body got injured
0: um it doesn't matter this is something that we fought over before i always doesn't matter (laughs) all you're doing with with morphine there are no rules (laughs) no you're taking your your whatever the technology is floating in z space or whatever it is the matter it's yeah it's taking your dna from the point of morphine or acquiring. So if your original body, it's it's the DNA from the last point of when you started the morph. And what you're morphing to, which is the DNA at the time you acquired the animal. So,
1: Yeah, the DNA is like the blueprint.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. So no matter what, whether you're going from original morph to morph or morph to original morph, it's just going off the blueprint. It doesn't matter what injuries you have unless you are sometime, somehow transported back to the time of the dinosaurs and then other rules apply.
1: Right. I'll remember that for when I <laughs> attack a submarine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's like. It may, it may be a fever dream. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, you yeah, know, Cassie and the Buffa human again, once again, meet up with the, the crew. And um there's kind of a, a cool sort of creepy scene where they're sitting around by, like, a campfire just shit-talking this poor creature as it's, like, <laughs> dumb-eyed human, you know, chewing on grass sitting next to it. Like, this part I thought in particular I was pretty cinematic. I, I, I imagine it kind of cool. But... um uh yeah, they're just talking about how oh my god, I can't believe this thing's still alive. We just take it out back and shoot it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then and then the entire book stops and makes you focus on this ant that crawls along the blue box. That <laughs> make sure it's focused on that happening and then goes back to the story.
1: (laughs) You know, okay, they they do bring it up. They do mention an ant, but I didn't think it was as glaring as you did. Uh, There's, like, one little paragraph where Cassie says, and then I flicked an ant off the box, and it, you know, landed on my leg. Um, But uh, I kept waiting for, you know, the Buffy human to, like, stand up and actually address the group as, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he would say family. I <laughs> am buffer human. <laughs> he just
0: I have heard your
1: words. <laughs> I, I, I am now. displeased with <laughs> your <laughs> decisions.
0: No, it's, it just gives like in, in very simple speech, it, it gives like the reasons it should exist to make them all <laughs> feel bad about talking bad. That's how it happened in a movie. It, it would be like, I've heard your words and they have they have hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not much different than you. Through Look your, at yourselves.
1: Through your actions, I have learned to feel.
0: <laughs> is, is it me who is the wildebeest? <laughs> I say nay. <laughs> it is you. Uh,
1: am I the monster or is it you? Yeah. Uh, Twas Beauty killed the beast. Oh, my God. You took it one step too far. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, So, again, um, after they're regrouping, the team runs off again to fulfill their part of the mission, which is like, go ahead, of Cassie and the Buffalo. I think, really, they're just, they're like... Keep giving her opportunities to kill it, I think. Yeah, is if we, what if we doing. keep
0: putting Cassie... Cassie is so much of a fuck-up. If we just keep putting her in the Buffy human, <laughs>
1: One of them's going to die.
0: She will eventually get it killed. And if not, you know, <laughs> it could be a new Animorph. It can't be any more worthless than she is. <laughs>
1: it's it's got to be at least uh, as useful as Axe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, this is basically a trial period to see <laughs> if, if Cassie's going to get knocked off the island. <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll still crash at your barn and stuff, Cassie. But uh, you're off the team,
0: which will which will make a lot more sense because a buffalo would live on a barn. Like.
1: <laughs> uh, I thought you'd be all about this uh, this ant morph, though. The scene. I
0: was so I was so bored at
1: this point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. I tend to read these things uh, from a very like I take it way too serious. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe I, I take, take it te- exactly the right amount of seriously I am
0: Mr. Tangent, <laughs> all right? I take these books dead serious. But when a book like this is just, like, waning on and on and not doing anything special, and I, I'm i sorry, you lose you lose me three-fourths of the way through the book when you introduce cool ant
1: Yeah, Cassie. well, you now know that two Earth animals have... Uh, both acquired and used morph technology, so there you go. You got that knowledge out of this. So suck it.
0: I mean, I do like the fact that the ant starts morphing into Cassie, and then it like gets the human brain. Yeah, and it doesn't it know what to do with screaming it. and tear at, because of individualism. Like, I feel like this is some kind of like <laughs> some kind <political>, of undertone, <laughs> political metaphor for like. China or something? I'm not, I, I don't know <laughs> what it's trying
1: to say. I think it's just trying to say that uh, uh, w- having way too much uh, brain power for something that's not used to having a free will or you as, as she even put it as a soul. <laughs> you can't handle our, That should be America's slogan. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, anyway, um, there's a cool, you know, Cassiant attack subplot that lasts all up page um and, and it could have
0: uh, been so like i think that when they when they introduced the Buffy human morphing to human for the first time i think that scene is written actually pretty terrifying this scene was more silly than anything else i
1: don't it's like know pincers it, it's, are coming out well okay it, i will say that this is a little bit different in that this was like more of an unstable morph. And so not only was it an ant that's turning into uh, Cassie, but it was like doing it spontaneously, like more so than it usually is, and uh, fluctuating back and forth.
0: Yeah, while, while they were fighting, it was morphing like the whole time, which is kind of cool.
1: So, it, you know, it was extra disturbing. Like this was, it was probably, I'd, I'd, I'm willing to say that when they, concepted this book and they were like okay well let's do a book where you know an animal gets the ability to morph uh from accidentally touching the cube i'm gonna
0: bring this up i'm gonna bring this up more in my review but i think that's exactly what this happened is that the outline for this book was pretty good like the concepts the ideas the the pacing was probably really cool the execution just really really suffered
1: it would have been a book that would have uh Probably benefited from being a little bit more short form in its storytelling than being so like, cause I mean, you're with Cassie, like throughout the whole story, you know, there's no passage of times. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- there's no, the next day or the next week we all met up at blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah. And you know, it just keeps going right into the finale because, um, the, the last deed of this good, good buffalo is to save Cassie from this evil, gross Aunt Cassie, which, after he uh, gores it through the stomach, uh, Cassie goes over and, like, stomps it to death, just to make sure it's extra dead. Dead times three. And uh, this is where the, the helicopter just randomly appears, shoots a laser beam, and the cow just explodes. <laughs> like it's—I uh, imagined it just like, because it's right after it. She's like, uh, "Thank you, thank you, kind buffalo, for saving me." She morphs into. a yeah, it actually and- says.
0: It actually says I'm not going to read an excerpt, but it actually says in the book that the cow, or not the cow, the uh, the, buffalo. the buffalo finally felt peace. With what it was, with what it was, and what it was doing, it seemed to finally calm down, and it like smiled at her with its eyes as she's and flying, and she, as
1: she's ascending to heaven. The yeah. cow is the cow stays or the <laughs> I keep calling it cow, but it's a cow. The buffalo is just, like staring <laughs> up at her with like adoring eyes, and the then just is boom, an cow. <laughs> blows up. Yeah, um,
0: but no, that that's a hundred percent something that happened in like a comedy movie. Like a Harold and Kumar.
1: It really was. And honestly, I didn't see it coming. I was (laughs) like, how are they going to get rid of this thing? Oh, they're just going to blow
0: it the fuck up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> just no no, like clear-cut resolution to the problem or anything like that. It's I just mean, like, okay, readers, this is the point where we got to wrap this subplot up. We don't have a message crazy. for you. It's We're just crazy gonna get rid that of it. they
0: went this route. They had to have been laughing when they did this because yeah. there are so many other ways they could have done this easily within the confines of the book. They have gotten in so many fights with hork all they had to do was have the the buffalo actually get wounded where it's not morphing, and she's like, on the picture. This bunch of dead carcasses of you around them. Cassie is like really hurt, and so she's like desperately trying to get out of her morph, and then she finally does, and she has like this moment of relief that she didn't like die, and then she looks over and she's like, oh crap, the buffalo's really hurt too, and she's like pleading with it like crying and pleading with it to try to morph because she doesn't want it to die even though she knows it has to die and this is her mistake she's like pleading with it trying to get it to understand how to morph out of this and it's just like trying but like failing and it's bleeding too fast and she tries to put her her wildlife rehabilitation skills into effect and like stop the bleeding but she can't and she's just crying over this buffalo and then dies Boom. That would have been a scene.
1: Hi, that might have been a little over the top. I mean, they'd have to rewrite the whole thing to, to really sell that. But yeah.
0: Oh, no. Instead, we're going to shoot it with a laser out of a
1: helicopter and blow it up. A freaking laser beam. Yeah. They, <laughs> Drake on it and boom. It's gone. And then Cassie's <laughs> like, okay, well, that's, that's done.
0: Why did they even do that? Like the Yerks perspective, they're just like, Oh,
1: shit, there's the buffalo! Shoot it! <laughs> I know! It made no sense. Um, I will say, though, that she was very torn up about it for a little bit. It <laughs> was like, I, I, felt very, I felt a lot of things there. Uh, yeah. Very conflicted. But, she, you know, she I makes it... just laugh. So she flies into the air, and she does her, the whole... Uh, the greatest
0: of ease. The what? She flies into the air with the greatest of
1: ease. <laughs> she, yeah. And, um... So, how many times? Ta- we have to have a count of how many times they've done this. The the drop uh, from the sky really fast. Uh, well, they've never done things. it. I don't
0: think they've ever done it as a weapon. Have they? Well, no, they have once. They have once before. Done they've
1: this. dropped so many times. I, yeah. I, I, it, it really, they've, they overuse that really, and they overuse I was Eric. waiting for the.
0: Well, okay, so it was super weird. They try to do this, like, what's their plan? writing style where they keep bringing up the anvil and calling it the anvil. And I was like halfway through this and I was like, okay, did they actually, I had to go back to when Marco told them about the, uh, road coyote bit. Yeah. I had to go back and see if he had actually like found an anvil on the ground. Like I, cause they kept referring to the anvil.
1: No. and I, I actually
0: reread that whole part trying to figure out if i had missed something
1: no it was very confusingly worded yeah because um, they never explicitly say okay cassie's gonna morph to whale and do the whole dropping thing again yeah and um, then i
0: kept waiting for the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy reference with her dropping the whale
1: well that's never gonna come for some reason i don't think michael grant read that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the only sci-fi book he did the next uh,
1: the next time we interview him that's what i'm gonna ask so what other sci-fi are you into um yeah, and um, so the twist, though, for this big finale is that their plan actually goes awry and, like, would have straight-up failed, but a wayward seagull happens to get sucked into the uh, yeah. helicopter's thing and crashes this it is anyway. Like, so. This is
0: like the lasering the buffalo. Like, there's other ways you could have done this that would have been fine. You didn't have to bring a... a, a not only is it bringing a random seagull to save the day, which is just... Su- Unfulfilling and completely random, but also like they referenced earlier, like at the beginning of the scene, they're like, "Oh, somebody could morph to seagull and just blow up the engine, and then <laughs> that just happens randomly, like I was waiting for the olys, no, to you're right, you're right, they did
1: they did specifically mention, yeah, birds get sucked into propellers all the time.
0: I was waiting for another twist that said, like, a group of Andalites has been, like, following them <laughs> and helping them out whenever they can. And, like, this is that.
1: Oh, the, or, no, like, that's the, the plot of uh, the next book. <laughs>
0: yeah, or the Olympus was... Well, oh, spoilers. I've never read the next book. Um <laughs> And it, or like the Olympus is going to come out and be like, I sent that seagull as part of my chess
1: game. <laughs> <Crack>. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, okay. So yeah, they, they do that and then they really just kind of swim away, you know? Um, and that's the end. And, and really the biggest problem is that they started these interesting kind of concept ideas and then they just completely hit the brakes and like brick walled okay, we're done with these ideas. Boom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wrap up. I yeah. That's so, that's how it is.
1: That is that is literally the whole uh, book, the hidden. We There's don't even, not get, a, to we we even it.
0: get an ending scene. There's no ending scene.
1: No, the ending scene is Cassie waking up after hitting the water and her friends yeah. being like, Oh hey, you demorphed, um, that's hey, taken care of. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we're good. Let's swim home. <laughs>
0: The sharks didn't come. Marco's fine. You, you guys want to go get some like drinks or something?
1: <laughs> you guys want to go to the sharing? Sharing? Anybody? <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know that's that's the book. Uh, oh boy. I mean, what do you what do you thinking on reviews there, feller?
0: Uh, you're up first this time.
1: Me. Okay. Well, I can say that I had some fun reading it. It was one that kept me guessing how it was gonna uh, wind up. You know, dealing with some of the problems. Uh, We discussed a lot of the the problems with um, just the story in general. The fact that you know, it seems like they're asking really, really deep questions, um, bringing up morality and things like that uh, concerning you know the buffalo, um, just having access to like a human body and mind and and what it means to be human again um it's very very deep stuff for children's literature let me tell you and unfortunately it doesn't get the uh the the real depth that it deserves i feel i guess that's kind of on our part as nerds and fans to to dive into it and flesh it out a little bit but um as far as this thing goes, you know they offer some interesting ideas that never really pan out in the end, and I don't think they're going to affect the overall uh, chronology of the series. I don't think we're going to see any more morphing animals, um, and and you know a use of that uh, the technology in that kind of way. The Helmicron thing it seemed like a completely wasted concept because not only did it happen off panel or off uh, uh, screen or off page, uh, but they seriously only had one piece of the Helmicron technology that was equipped in their helicopter and they couldn't copy it and, you know, make, uh, uh, study the technology a little, reproduce it, anything like that. It it was just a completely fabricated plot of the week sort of, uh, reason for them to run around. Um, and the Buffy human. Yeah. Like I've said, it, it just, Felt like it went nowhere. But, I mean, I had a little bit of fun. Not an overall important or even very good book. Uh, I, I think, I, I know you're going to give it a one. I know you're going to give it a one. Um, but the the little little glimmers and shines that it had, uh, I think make it at least worthy of a two. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it two straight for Chapman's. <laughs>
0: um yeah I, I think you uh you don't know what i'm gonna say <laughs> you don't know my score
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're gonna say this book is garbage don't read it gets one f you no this
0: this book is garbage but um <laughs> I'll gladly say that but th- the main part of the review i can keep this completely short um my thoughts on this book were th- we there are some good concepts there are some good points around it everything in this book should have been interesting and everything in this book we've seen done before almost specifically in some places, uh, in a better way in, in multiple books, you could break this book apart and break it into this Megamorphs book or this plot from this, or this, that, or, or this giant whale falling. Like even you know, all of that was done before and, and written better. Um, I do give this book props for its concepts. I give it props for writing Cassie in a totally okay way. It's not annoying. Um, I think parts of it, yeah, do move along better than the other parts. But for the most part, I was just bored in this book. And I like these books. I like the whole series. Even some of the books that some of the people absolutely hate, um, I've gotten something interesting out of or have been able to like think about it in an interesting way. I think this one's just filler. doesn't really do anything for me. Uninteresting plot. Um, yeah, but I'm not giving it a one. I think it does have some good concepts. I, I, I agree with you. I think a two is dead on. So I'm going to give this uh 2 out of 5. What have you never heard of Douglas Adams?
1: Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. cool. Surprise surprise. <laughs> we
0: don't we don't land on the same review score very often. Even when we both like really like something, we end up giving it like one of us gives it a 4 and the other one gives it a 5.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think we're we're more aligned than we think we are. I'm not sure. Um, hey, hey, Mitch. More
0: unites us than separates us.
1: Well that is definitely true. Because we got a lot going for us. Uh, next time we're talking book 40, The Other. And I don't th- I, I don't I can't honestly say if I've read this one or not. It's the cover's got Marco turning into a bee.
0: I was actually more interested in the excerpt. Uh, from it in this book than the entire book I was reading Um, it looks like it starts out with like kind of a Sasquatch and the light in the woods uh, point of view which is kind of cool so yeah
1: I'm looking forward to it oh well cool yeah Uh, as always uh, yeah that's our review of the hidden woo go us Um, so uh, if you want to find out more about us and the show you can check do, out do our want, website
0: did you want me to do this part
1: well, if you want whatever
0: <laughs> you can check out our website at thoughtspeakcast.com. you can also email us at thoughtspeakast at gmail.com uh check out our twitter and our facebook uh we're pretty active on the facebook and i'm, I'm gonna get that twitter back up to speed because i like talking to the you guys on there it's a, it's a good time generally um as we mentioned at the beginning of the show um Check us out on Patreon, which is ThoughtSpeakCast at Patreon.com. Is it? No, that's not
1: what? right. What? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash ThoughtSpeak. Wow.
0: Patreon.com slash ThoughtSpeak, uh, where you can donate to the show, and that really helps us out. It's, it's incredibly appreciated and helps us uh, bring back some of the uh, money we spend on the show and audio equipment and server costs and all that. Um, as well as, uh, you know, check us out on Reddit. We're on, uh, our Animorphs quite a bit talking to people on there. Are right we? Because I
1: don't think, I don't think I anybody's, I, well, I mean, I, I lurk, but, uh, nobody's, as far as I know, mentioned I, Thoughtspeak on our I Animorphs or, or even I've posted our episodes to it, but.
0: I talk to people on there, um, not just about our episodes, but I talk to people all about Animorphs on there and I, I like the community for the most part.
1: No, I don't see anybody to, uh mention us or at least post our i didn't episodes.
0: say anything about us i said i talked to people about animorphs on there hey I you want to be the there.
1: ultimate ThoughtSpeak fan go to reddit.com slash r slash animorphs and post ThoughtSpeak episode every week or uh, every yeah. time we post one
0: we would give you a shout out you'd, if you you'd
1: be that. the ultimate fan
0: uh, uh also get to it craven ergeist <laughs> also incredibly important to us uh if you listen to this on iTunes or just on whatever uh iTunes or i whatever podcast app you listen to this on uh throw us a fi- uh, a rating a five star rating is obviously incredibly helpful to us but just leave a review for us it helps get the word out about the podcast and uh i'm now getting into the world of other podcast apps because i um i moved over to an android so there's no i don't you know i don't use itunes on there So it's cool to see the rating systems of other podcast apps and which ones work better and uh it's cool seeing our our reviews on these other ones it's pretty neat
1: oh absolutely yeah i i'd love a good review it feels like it's been quite a while since our last uh uh review on itunes but what do i know um if people use itunes or not uh so anyway we hope to be back uh real soon with our next episode and keep chugging along as we do and bringing this our thought speaks to you hey look at that i'm a poet
0: i mean we really are in the final run i mean this is this is book 39 and we're about to hit 40 and and this you know another 12 yeah we're down to 12 books.
1: or 13 something like that I'll, yeah 12 I'll, normal I'll,
0: books and a, a limit chronicles
1: yeah, ooh, we've got some good stuff to look forward to, though. Are we going to do the Alternomorphs? We never really talked about that. I guess we could. I've never read them, so it might be interesting. I've, I've read one of them, and I can't remember if... How, how could it. we not do an episode on them? But I think there's only two, so we we'll probably do two of them as one episode.
0: Yeah, they are two, and they're short, so...
1: Cool. Well, we'll hash that one out later. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll, of course, do Vegemorphs. oh god no Um, so anyway uh, I've been your host Mitchell I've been Coleman and we'll uh, thought speak at you next time folks thanks for listening
0: have a good one